Psalm 34 and verse 4. Psalm 34 and verse 4. Last week we began with Psalm 34 verses 1 to verse 3. And let's look at it together. Psalm 34. One second. Psalm 34, verses 4. He says, I sought the Lord, and he what? And what? Delivered me from all my... They looked to him and were what? Radiant. And their faces will never be ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. Here it is right here. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and rescues them. I want to talk about, turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. Confident. I want to talk about breaking the cycle of insecurity, part four. Amen? Confident. This series, it's ringing. This series has in essence turned out into what I call a pathway to develop spiritual growth. Amen. We have come to the point in this series where we've been talking about breaking the cycle of insecurities. We all face insecurities in life. The enemy wants you to vacillate from confidence. Come on, somebody. Amen. To back to insecurity, back to feeling like you, you know you're a shy person. You, you know, the devil does not want you to live up to your true potential. Today we find that the psalmist continues. David is our writer. He continues to brag about God. David, who was in a bad situation. Amen. I believe that God allowed David to be in the circumstance that he was in so that he would realize that his confidence, amen, and him being confident, amen, comes only from God. David understood something. This is what David did. David understood that in life, the one thing that gave him his confidence was his worship. Worship was his lifestyle. Worship was his mission. Worship was therapeutic to David. David said that I will bless the Lord at all times. I wish I had somebody. Can you imagine being on the run from your enemy? And then you find yourself in the cave of life along with other people who are going through the same predicament. Watch this. And now they want you to lead them. Tell your neighbor, you, won't, you can't have no insecurities if you're going to lead people, come on somebody, who, go, who are going through the same thing as you. Yeah. 
So David declares in verse 1, he says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be where? In my mouth. See, David understood something, that his worship was the way out. Watch this. Worship was his gratitude. Worship was, I wish I had a few people who can testify about worship this morning, that, that even in the midst of what you're going through right now, you still have a praise on your lips. Come on, somebody. David says he was faithful to God, but he was faithful to worship. What some people call, call bragging, David said, is worship. I wish I had somebody. David said, David said, my soul will make its boast in the Lord. The humble would hear it. I told you about this last week. And what? And magnify the Lord with me. Amen. When you know that you have been delivered. Anybody here been delivered? Anybody here been through some stuff and you've seen God bring you through? Can I have, do I have anybody that, that your confidence level is starting to rise? Come on, somebody. Not based on what you have, but based on who you know. Do I have anybody? And what I love about David, David is such a good example, amen, of how a man can go through so much in life but never allow his circumstances to take his praise. He, he looks at it, he looks at life through the lenses of what God has done for him, and he realizes that he can only give credit to one person, and that one person is God. Can I ask you a question? Where do you find your confidence? Where do you find, come on somebody, when life seems like it's pulling you down, do, how do you bring yourself back up? And I want to tell somebody something today. It is through your praise, it is through your worship that you will find peace and rest for your soul. Let me ask you today, what are you lacking? What's, what's holding you up in life? Amen. Can, can I ask you something? What's holding you from breaking the cycle of insecurity so that you can move forward to your destiny? I want to tell somebody something today. You've got to have an attitude like David. And David continues to tell us in his word. He, 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 he tells us that he sought the Lord. He tells us that, he, that we ought to magnify the Lord, that we ought to exalt his name together. Can I tell you there are different types of confidence? There's self-centered confidence. There is perfection-seeking confidence. There's faith-filled confidence. There's what I call illusionary confidence. People who view themselves as above average, and yet they know they're not really confident. Do I have anybody? There's what I call uh, the devil knows, watch this, the kryptonite, watch this, to confidence. And that kryptonite is what I call defeatism, where you're constantly feeling 
as if you're defeated. Anybody here ever felt like that? Where you just feel defeated? Come on, somebody. Anybody here? You keep trying. I'm trying to help somebody. You keep trying and you keep trying, but yet you, you, you're held down by what I call what? Defeatism. It, it, it's an ism because it, it, it affects you in such a way where you know you can, but from the moment you make one step forward, it seems like something else happens, and then the enemy tries to pull you back to where you were. I wish I had somebody. And I want to tell you something. Only David can display how a man or woman can make it through this. But can I tell you something? Only God can help you rise above your defeatism. Only God can help you, amen, to walk over that situation. I want to tell you this morning that God's word is what it is. If you look at verse 1, he says here, verse 4, he says, I sought the Lord. So how do we develop confidence, amen, or become confident, amen, in overcoming insecurities? Are you with me? Look what he said. He says, I sought the Lord. It's right here in the text. I sought the Lord and he answered me. No, notice, notice what David said. David could have called Geico. He could have called Allstate. He could have called the ambulance. He could have called 911. He could have called a whole lot of people. But David said, I sought the Lord. Can I tell you something? What I found out is that when you approach God, you have to approach God with a confident expectation. That's called hope. So if I were to give you a first point, I would say this. You ready? You have to be confident in God's word and when you approach him in prayer. See, oftentimes, this word, when he says, I sought the Lord, is not just seeking God. It's getting in his word. And there are a lot of times where people approach God, but they don't believe his word. I'm talking to somebody. Listen, listen, listen. You can't pray to a God who you don't believe in. And you can't pray to God if you have questions about his word. Because God has already spoken. And, and watch this. this. This word, this word, this word for sought. He says, I sought the Lord. And here's the imperative. He says, he answered me. Can I have, do I have anybody here that when you pray, you know God's going to answer? See, you can't just go to God and pray and ask for something and don't expect it to happen. See, when you know God, come on somebody, when you really know God, you know that when you ask, you're going to get an answer. Somebody here, you're looking at the mountain right now. You're looking at a situation right now. It seems impossible, but you got to have the confident. You got to be confident in God's word. And when you approach God in prayer, you got to have the same confidence that he who began a good work in you will in no wise finish it. You got to believe that whatever God started in your life, he will finish it. But you got to go and go to God in prayer. But when you pray, listen, there are a lot of people who pray and right after they pray, they doubt. Yeah. 
There are a lot of people who pray, and after they pray, they forget all about what they just prayed about. I hear people ask me all the time, Pastor, pray for me. Can I tell you something? You can pray all day long. Some people say, I pray all day long, Pastor. But my question to you is, why is God not answering your prayer? Because if God is not answering your prayer, there may be a problem with your insecurities. Maybe you don't believe that God can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask or think. Maybe you don't believe, amen, that greater is he, oh, come on and help me, that, that is in me than he that's in the world. Maybe you don't believe, amen, that, 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 that God can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask. I'm saying one more time, that's repetition, or even think. So in other words, what I'm saying is, if you're going to develop confidence, and if you're going to be confident, amen, in what God can do, you got to believe. The word of God, the, the word sought, means it involves, it's a theological word, and it involves studying the word of God. It involves inquiring the word of God. So here's what I'm trying to tell you. You can't just sit at home and pray. You got to come to church. You got to come to Bible study. You got to open your word. You got you to open. I'm going to say it one more time. You got to open your word. You got to pray the word back to the Lord. You got to say, God, I read in your word. Your word says that you will never leave me nor forsake me. If you're not familiar with the word of God, you won't have the confidence that you need to overcome all those insecurities that you are carrying around that's causing you not to get a prayer through. Come on, I'm going to preach by myself today. Y'all want to be cute today. Okay. All right, that's cool. I got it. You don't want to sweat with me today. That's fine. That's fine. That's okay. I'm going to sweat by myself. Watch this because I'm feeling this. Amen. Watch this. He says, I sought the Lord. And he what? He answered me. David had to act like a madman in order to get out of the situation he was in. But when he got out, he got on his knees and he prayed to God. He says, God, I thank you for what you brought me out of. And then he penned a song and left it on record for us to let us know that God does answer prayer. Come on, somebody. That God does hear our prayer. That God is in the prayer answering business. And I thank God today that after 16 years, it's been nothing but prayer. Every morning at 5 a.m., I'm in that prayer closet, and I'm talking to Jesus. You want to know why? Because I can't do this without prayer. Because if I tried to do it without prayer, I wouldn't make it today. And the word of God is so powerful that it will read you. It will remind you. It will revive you. It will renew you, and it will give you a different outlook on life so stop doing this stop talking about i'm just praying get in the word get in the what in the word watch this watch what he says he says i i i i sought the lord he answered me watch this now watch what god is doing he says i sought the lord in his word 
in his word. I'm going to say it one more time. I studied his word. I read the Torah. Come on, somebody. I know what the Ten Commandments said. I know how he delivered the children of Israel. This is all the Bible David had, right? Watch this. I, know, I saw how he delivered the children of Israel out of Egypt. Come on, somebody. I saw how he closed up the Red Sea. I saw how he opened the Red Sea first. I saw how he closed up the Red Sea. I saw how he fed them for 40 years with manna in the wilderness. Come on, somebody. You got to look back over your life to see what God has done. And you got to testify. And when you pray, you got to believe, but you got to remember all the things that God has done for you so that you can say, wow, I know that there's a God because I've tried him for myself. Anybody here tried him for yourself? Anybody can say he's all right? Woke you up this morning? Boy, I can't leave that point. Started you on your way? Put food on your table? Saw you through those bad days? Come on, help you to raise those children by yourself? Come on and help me, somebody. He says, I sought the Lord. And he answered me. And look what he says. And he, and he what? God is not just in the prayer answering business. But tell your neighbor, God is in the deliverance business. Look what he said. Look what he said. He says, and he delivered me from all my fear. Let me just, let me just say this real quick. You know what causes all of us to be insecure? Fear. Fear of people. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Fear of people. Fear about being judged. Fear about what they're going to think. Fear. Listen, a lot of us have stopped th doing things that we should be doing because we're so scared of people. Some of us won't do what we need to do because people got you on lock. Listen, David said, God delivered me. The word delivered here, it means to strip down. Here's the thing. Before God can deliver you, he has to strip you down. He has to take off all the weight. But the word also means to snatch you away. Somebody here, I want to tell you something. He's not going to let you go too far where he won't bring you back. So the next thing you got to do, write it down, confident that God will deliver you from all your fears. Can I, you know what you need to do? Get a, get a sheet of paper. And I want you to write down all your fears. You'll find out how much... You're a phobia. You know how much phobias you got. You know, you, you're scared of this. You're scared of the traffic light. You're scared of thunder and lightning. You go in the middle of the house when it's raining. You close the window. You close the blind. I mean, that's smart. But listen, I'm just saying, what I'm trying to tell you is this. You can't fear everything. The world is a very dangerous place. The world is a very ugly place. The world, listen, the other night, the people at the club, they were, they were on, on 5th Street, 6th Street in uh in Austin, and everybody got smoked. I mean, uh, they got shot up. 
and, and things like that. I'm just saying, it's scary when you look at the news, right? And you be like, man, I ain't going nowhere. I'm staying home. Cause you to stay home. But here's the thing. I want to tell you something. When you have no fear, there's a difference. But when you know God and you have, the, I'm going to get to that later, and you have the fear of the Lord, when you know who you are, come on somebody, you don't have to be afraid of what's out there because God is going to take care of you. Do I have anybody? Listen, feeling a feeling of insecurity and inferiority comes from fear. Amen. Failure comes through fear. Fear is the opposite of faith. And our confidence come when we understand that the mo that most times fear, ready for this, is really just a feeling. Lord have mercy. I'm going to say it one more time. That fear, let me minister to you real quick, is just a what? A feeling. The facts outweigh feelings. Watch this. God says... Amen. That if you seek first mm, his kingdom and his righteousness, all these things. You know what of us you know what we're afraid of? We're afraid to lose our house. <laughs> we're afraid they're gonna come take the car. We're afraid that we don't have enough food. That's why we buy ten for a dollar. Ten for ten at, at uh at Kroger. <laughs> we, 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 we accumulate so much stuff because we're afraid that we're not going to have enough for tomorrow. But I know who holds my tomorrow. I know who is in control. And I thank God that if I'm going to overcome my insecurities, I got to start today by saying, God, Take all my fears. Can I ask you a question this morning? What type of fears have you been carrying around your whole life? Some of you are afraid to die. Why? Absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. As a matter of fact, you wouldn't even be thinking about us <laughs> because you're going to be in the presence of Jesus. Do I have anybody? And I want to tell somebody something. If God gave it to you, you're going to keep it. You got to stop worrying about losing and start praising God for what you have and for what he has done last month and the month before that and the month before that. And you still have it, but you're still afraid of losing it. Come on, somebody. Some of us are afraid to lose people. And God is saying, listen, let me tell you something. I got you. Your life does not consist of just things. Your life can be better if you let God deliver you, Lord, deliver me from all my fears. David said, I could not walk through the valley of the shadow of death when death was all around me. Come on, somebody. He says, I was walking through the valley, but I understood something. Come on, somebody. That God was with me. The only way you can walk through the valley of death and make it out on the other side. But watch this. Watch what's waiting for you on the other side. You know what's waiting for you? Your enemies. He says, I prepare a table 
You ever notice the, the, the picture is like this? He says he walked through the valley, and then when you come out of the valley, he prepares a table before you in the presence of who? Your, he brings you to the banquet where all your haters are. Come on, somebody. And the reason why he puts you in front of your haters is so that he can put you on display. Because the only way for you to overcome, come on, somebody, those fears is to go through those valleys. Tell your neighbor, God is going to bring me through this valley. And I want to tell you something. When a person is, has overcome those fears in life, I'm not talking about being fearless where you don't respect certain aspects of life. You with me? I'm talking about those things that have been holding you back. Fear to speak up. Come on, somebody. Fear that what people will think about me. Let me just say this to you. <laughs> I... But I want to tell you something. I will always present myself with respect to everybody. Do I have anybody? But one thing I'm not going to do, I'm not going to let you or anybody else, and you got to take on the same attitude, intimidate me to hold back what God is trying to do in my life. So you look at me funny. You say, why am I doing this and why am I doing that? you got to overcome Amen. So that you can achieve what God has for you. God showed me something. Some of us, our fears is our baggage. Fear. You're afraid to try because you already think you're going to fail. But if you sought the Lord and his word first and you become confident in reading this thing, you become confident and go in his presence. God, I'm going for this job today. God, I know I'm walking through these doors. I know the odds are stacked against me. I know what my record is. I know where I've been, God. But you clean me up, God. You pick me up. You turn me around, God. You've done a lot for me. I've seen what you've done. And God, I'm going to go in this office today. And I'm going to get what's mine. Why? Because I have no fear. David said, he delivered me. Some of you need a deliverance service. You need to be delivered from this thing. Listen, listen, listen. You cannot outgive God. Okay? Cannot do it. Can I, can I share this with you? This whole move. <laughs> Is a scary move because I'm a safe person. Come on, help me, somebody. Let me let me let me testify real quick. Can I can I testify real quick? I, I'm very safe, so I have safety things in place. <laughs> Amen. I I I make sure that the church is secure, that we don't have to beg, borrow, or steal. We don't have to keep coming for a different offering every week. We don't have to keep asking and begging people for money because what we've done financially is we've kept certain securities in place. I wish I had somebody. But, but when this opportunity came up, I was afraid. I had to go before God and I said, God, what did I get myself into? 
Because in one day, the bank account was here. In one day. And all of a sudden, them numbers start going down. And I'm saying, God, is this of you? <laughs> because I want to know. And the Lord said, it ain't yours in the first place. That's what you got to understand. Number two, if I filled it before, I'll fill it again. But, but God, we, we don't have, don't worry about what you don't have. Dr. Ray said, God owns the cows, and he stopped counting the cows because he got so many cows that he got to count the hills. Do I have anybody? And the Lord began to minister to me because it's fearful, because it's all of a sudden things start looking a certain kind of way. And I woke up one morning and the Lord said, you better get rid of that fear. I'm going to deliver you this morning from fear. And I want to tell you something. It is at that moment my faith was activated. And when my faith got activated, watch this, things start happening. Stuff starts moving. And I'm saying to somebody, you're playing it safe. You're playing it safe right now. But God says, you're going to spend it anyhow. So why not invest it in the kingdom? Why not invest it in a place where you will see a bigger return? Fear. Some of you are afraid to step because you're thinking about it too much. David said, he delivered me. After he prayed now, after he sought the Lord. Notice, don't just do things, y'all. Seek God, wait for the answer. Uh-oh, hold on a minute. Oh, let me, let me back up. Wait for the answer. But be confident that when you pray, you're going to get an answer. How's God going? How can I ask you a question? How does God answer prayer? Hmm. That's a good, that's a good question. How does he answer? Stuff just starts happening. Stuff just starts happening. And but you don't want to miss his timing. Watch the text. Watch the text. Verse 5. Watch, this, watch verse 5 now. Verse 5 said what? I, I don't know. David, David, David moves from him to they. You see it? See, your deliverance from fear helps everybody else. Somebody's waiting for you to stop being fearful. As a matter of fact, they're waiting for you to move. They're waiting for you to go forward. They're waiting for you, but you're holding the train up. He says they sought what? I'm sorry, they looked to him and were what? Hello, somebody. What, 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 what is he talking about? They looked to him. The only person that can make you shine is God. They prayed to him. They were delivered from by him. They they what? They 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 looked to him. You've been looking to your help. You've been looking to people. You've been looking to human intervention. And God says, when you look to me, I will make you shine. You're gonna tell your neighbor, you're gonna shine. But watch this now. 
and their faces will never be what? Their faces will never be what? Write this down. Confident that God will deliver you from your past failures. See, the reason, reason the, the, the text says they'll never be ashamed is because they were so confident in God that God says, I will deliver you from your past failures. Many people are not confident because they're living in the past. But when you look to God, I'm going to say it one more time. When you look to Jesus, when you look to him, you'll start having the type of confidence that will make you know that I can do this. I can make it through this. God will make you shine if you release your past. Many of us are holding on to our past failures. God says when you look to me, you'll never be ashamed. You'll never regret what you have done. Can I tell you something? I have no regrets now. I have no regrets of what we have done. I have no regrets what we've done for the last 16 years, and I have no regrets what we're going to do in the future. Because I know I have not been perfect. I know I've had some failures along the way, but I'm not living in my failures. Somebody here, you're... Facing your past. Let me tell you something. I've held myself up too long in my failures. I kept repeating. I kept thinking about what I, what I didn't do. I kept thinking about where I failed. And I kept saying, no, I'm not going to do that again. But, but what it was, it was a mechanism. It was a strategy of the enemy to hold me in that pattern that, okay, fear, you know, when you touch the stove, it's hot, right? Amen. So you ain't going to do that no more. But, but see, fear works like that too. Fear holds you right where you were. And it doesn't move you forward. And failure comes along, come on somebody, to keep you there permanently. He says, he says, you won't be ashamed again. You'll never be ashamed. When God is with you, who could be against you? Verse 30, verse, verse 6, David said, this poor man, look, 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 it goes from day to this poor man. He says, this poor man cried. Can I tell you something? It's okay to cry. I'm going to say it one more time. Crying doesn't mean you're weak. Tears can tell a story. As a matter of fact, if you didn't know this, for the righteous, the Bible says every time you cry, God takes your tears and puts it in a bottle. Tears tells a story. Tears tells about your emotion. Tell your neighbor, you don't know the story behind my tears. I've cried and I've had some sleepless nights. But look at the text. The text says this poor man cried. You know what keeps you from crying? I'm sorry. You know what keeps you from crying? Pride. Pride keeps you from breaking down and crying. Some of you want to be so strong so long, 
But God says you need a good cry. And let me tell you why you need a good cry. Because you got to let out the emotions that you feel because your failures have kept you from going forward to what God has for you. But watch the text. He said, this poor man cried and the Lord, uh-oh, Lord doesn't only hear your prayer. He doesn't just answer your prayer. He doesn't hear your prayer, but he hears your what? And what does he do? And save him. Out of what? Out of what? Write this point down. Confident that God will free you from all your troubles. Got some trouble today? God will free you from it. I'm confident of that. I'm confident that the next time trouble comes to threaten your life and cause you to re respond with insecurity, the psalmist says, no, it won't harm you. God will save you and deliver you and protect you. I'm going to say it one more time. He'll save you, deliver you, and protect you. All you got to do is trust in the Lord. But you got to have that confidence that when you cry to the Lord, the, the, the text is very clear. This word, cry, it carries two ideas. It carries the idea to claim something. It carries the idea to proclaim something. You see, I'm not crying tears. I'm calling on the name of the Lord. <laughs> see, I didn't cry. I'm crying out right now. <laughs> Somebody going to hear me in a minute. Watch well, this. The word carries the idea also to become famous. David was famous for praising God. Listen, David was famous for calling on the name of the Lord. David was a man after God's own heart. He didn't call Geico. He didn't call Gecko. He didn't call... Come on, somebody. He didn't call his banker. He didn't call his portfolio person. He didn't call nobody. He cried, and he became famous for crying out to the Lord. And what he realized was this. Every time I cry, he comes. Every time I cry, come on, somebody, he saves Every time I cry, he brings me through my troubles. Anybody got any anguish you're going through right now? Anybody got any distress that you're going through right now? Anybody got any affliction that you're going through right now? Cry. Call him. And he will deliver. Verse 7, and I got two minutes. He says, the angel of the Lord. Talk, tell your neighbor confident. <laughs> tell your neighbor I'm confident today. I, tell your neighbor I'm confident. 
say to them, I'm feeling this. I, I feel confident now. I, 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 can, I, can make it, I can make it another day here. I can, I can get through this. I can, listen, listen, listen. I don't want this to just be on Sunday. I, I want this to come for, with me on Monday. I want it to be my life that, listen, my confidence doesn't come by what I have. My car doesn't make me confident. My girl doesn't make me confident. Come on, somebody. My man doesn't make me confident. But you see, I have a confidence in God that makes me confident to live for God so that I can carry out what he has called me to do. The angel of the Lord does what? Oh, I wish I had somebody. I wish I had somebody. You scared to go in the hood with us. But you ain't got to be scared. You ain't got to be scared to go to the hood. Because guess what we got? We got an angel of the Lord. What does he do? What does he do? You're so scared. You're so scary. Come on, look what he said. He said he encamps around those who what? No, I don't go there yet. Don't go there yet. That's the whole point. Write this down. Confident that you are divinely protected because you respect God. Because you respect, listen, you ain't playing God, playing with God. There's a lot of jokers playing with God in church. They're playing with God. But God says, you don't have to worry about walking out there. You don't have to worry about, I'm talking about just anything. You don't have to worry about your life. You don't have to worry about that. Now, you're going to be wise, but what you're going to do is you got to understand something. We have a divine protection over us. You know why I know that? Because I have a respect for God. And God, listen, when I walk on, his, on, his, on, on, on kingdom property, I, it, it's like something just turns on. Like, I'm, I'm in the presence of God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I mind myself. You know, you got to mind yourself. You know what I'm saying? I watch what I say. I watch how I carry myself. Because here's the thing. He says, look what he says. He says, what do you say? The angel, not angels, but angel. Of who? Now, you do know that each and every one of you have a guardian angel assigned to you. One of these days I'll teach you angelology so you understand that you have. And you know what that angel does for you? He watches you. He or she. I don't know if it's a she angel, but most of the angels in scripture is male gender. All right? So I'm to let y'all know. No discrimination. That ain't me. You know what I'm <laughs> Equal opportunity. Watch this. Uh, <laughs> and angels don't have wings, by the way. Just let you know. They ain't got no wings. But you have an angel that's assigned to you, and that angel is assigned to you to observe everything about you. He observes your life. Every aspect of you watches you, 
watches over you, guards you, protects you. That's what he does. But here's the thing. The text says only to those who what? So you are without protection if you have no respect for God. Okay? So maybe your angel just chilling. Like, shoot, I ain't. <laughs> he ain't did nothing. He ain't doing nothing. I'm going to just hang over here. I don't know how that works. But, but the Bible says he made us a little lower than angels. Okay, so, so, so watch this. He says the angel of the Lord, what does he do? He does what? He, he does what? He encamp. You know, you know what that word means? To encamp? No, no, no. Ready? To pitch a tent. He's in your vicinity. He's pitched a tent. So therefore, along with your guardian angel, you have the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you have the word of God. You have prayer. You have access to the throne room of heaven. So I don't know how much more protection you need. But can you imagine as a believer, we're not living up to our true potentials. Potentials because we're not confident in who we are and knowing what we have. Fear of God over your feelings of insecurity. Listen, you ought not to be scared of people. Now listen, I'm going to tell you something. I respect people. But I don't fear them. It could be the governor, it could be the president, it could be whoever. I respect you and I'm going to give you your utmost respect, but I don't fear you. I have no fear. You could be big, you could be small, you could be in between, whatever. But here's the thing, I've learned that. I've learned this, that my fear for God trumps my fear for you. And if I fear God more than you, I'll treat you right. Because I can't love God who I don't see and hate you who I do see. So, so get that right. People think there's fighting words. I don't fear nobody. I ain't fear. No, 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 no. Fear of people is what causes us to have insecurities. God has placed an, an angelic host around you. Watch this. Jesus could have called down angels, legions of angels. See, this is what I'm trying to show you. To rescue him, but he didn't do it. As a matter of fact, after he was tempted for 40 days and 40 nights, the Bible says at the end of his temptation, angels came and what? Ministered to him. You got to know your Bible. He, they ministered to him. So I believe, and, and this, let, me, let, me, let, me share, let me share something. Every Sunday you have an opportunity to be in the presence of an angel. The Bible calls the pastor of the church the angel of the house. The angel who brings the message from the messenger. Do I have anybody? And the reason I can sleep at night, I don't need an alarm system. Even though I put mine on. Uh, <laughs> because I'm confident that God is surrounding me. And he has sent his angels all around us. We have 24 hours surveillance on us who wouldn't serve a God like that 
Do I have anybody? When the forces of evil comes, God says, I got your back. I'm about to close because I'm over my time, but, but I got to just talk about that last piece. And the Bible says, and rescues them. The last thing I'm confident of is that God is faithful and will rescue you. God is faithful and he will rescue you. There's nothing like knowing that you're going to be rescued. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine if you leave here today knowing that God is going to rescue you? No matter how far you may go, God will rescue you. A $100 bill can be crumbled, mashed up, spit on, and, but it's still worth $100. Its value is not determined by what happened to it. Come on, you know where I'm going with this. But instead, by the one who co-signed it. You see, you see, the government says it's worth $100. So it's worth $100. Even if it's mistreated, stepped on, spit on. Some of you have been stepped on. Come on, somebody. Some of you have been spit on. Some of you have been thrown down. Some of you have been cast out. But you got to remember who co-signed you. You got to remember your value. You got to remember that the angel of the Lord is encamped all around you. You got to remember that you got to have confidence that you're worth more and you're valuable no matter what you've been through. Stop allowing the circumstances that you've been through cause you to devalue yourself. And I believe, amen, that you can develop the confidence that you need. Amen? Give God a hand clap of praise.